Welcome to the Dumb Dominoes Podcast. As always, I'm Chase. Zach. And today, we are doing the premiere episode of Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Oh, yes. Are you excited? The return of Din Djarin. Those Man. blasters that, that, what, best car steal? Man, I love I loved the first two seasons. Really, the first season was one of the most popular shows in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it, enjoyed it, and it got me more excited than most television shows. I think we, I think we here at the Dumb Dominoes podcast felt that Star Wars had taken a massive hit. Oh yeah, it had taken a hit that you took something with such a clean image. Sparky clean. Yeah. I mean, maybe no other property was more clean. And then you made three of the worst movies. You just... I will still defend that The Force Awakens is a pretty good movie. It's actually a really good uh, Star Wars movie. But it is just held down because of uh, the... I mean, it led to the nowhere. Last Jedi and the Jedi Jedi and the Rise of the Skywalkers. I, I agree with that. Season two of the man, so season one of the Mandalorian comes along, and, and like, just snaps us all back into our love for like breathes new life back into it. It really did. I was like, I think, and it it pulled double duty. Like we all hated Star Wars. Well, we didn't hate it, but we had that that sour taste in our mouth. Mm. And for us to get over that sour taste, and then to love the show like we did, I mean, that was a true accomplishment. It really was. And then season two comes along relatively fast in a world where television's taking two to three years for a new season. Mm-hmm. So we appreciated that. And uh, I watched Boba Fett, and I did appreciate how much The Mandalorian was in Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't watch Boba Fett, you're really confused right now. Oh, yeah. Because I was confused, and I watched Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Th- <laughs> Because it'd been so long since I'd seen it, and I couldn't really remember how it ended. Well, if you only watch the end of season two of The Mandalorian, uh, spoilers, Grogu goes with Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen Boba Fett, you're so confused when they pull up in this first episode and they're both together in the ship. You're like, what are you talking about? We gave him to Luke. Yep. Uh, but that's not the case to catch everybody up if you saw Boba Fett. Basically, a line was drawn in the sand where Grogu had to pick the training with Luke or his love for the Mandalorian, Din Djarin. Mm-hmm. And so, he chose his attachment. And you can't be a Jedi <laughs> if you have attachment. And that was the same thing Ahsoka feared and why she wouldn't take him. Mm-hmm. So, that's why they're back together. And that's where we're going to start into the plot of this episode but before we do that how did you feel about this episode it's been a while and i feel like even if it hasn't been that long we've been through a lot oh and in the meantime yeah a lot of shows a lot in life and it just to me it felt like a long time since we've seen these characters well when did season two come out like 21 20 i really don't know it just feels like a long time it's been a minute uh, jumping back into all of this, it was, I mean, I've been so disconnected from Star Wars for the past year, yep. two years, because nothing's really came out nope. except for Boba Fett and 
That was a long time ago. And I just haven't gotten into anything like any video games or watching any old stuff that is just, you know, it's it's kind of refreshing to jump back into it like this. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it was kind of jarring getting back used to the, the universe of Star Wars, especially all of the weird creatures and aliens, because <laughs> we got a lot of that and in this And they do one. a great job on this. Oh, yes. I, it took it definitely me and you looked at each other a few times like we weren't really sure where we were in the story and we weren't we couldn't really put it together what was going on a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Me and you were convinced in that first scene that they were we were in a flashback, and we weren't. <laughs> oh no. Well, the so you want to get into it then? Yeah, we can get into it. Well, the first scene shows a um, like a what do you call like a ceremony. To initiate the newest member of the clan. First of all, we show a forge, a Mandalorian forge, in a basically a cave. Oh yeah. But what threw me was how, and and then they started that ceremony to basically crown a a new kid. He looked about twelve, thirteen years old. A new Mandalorian. A new Mandalorian. I was gonna say crown a new king. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um. With how many Mandalorian were out there is what confused me. Mm-hmm. I was like. Well, that's too many Mandalorian. Like, they got completely wiped out. Yeah, so this had to have been in the past. It had to be in the past because there was at least 25 of them out there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I thought mainly that uh, the woman that's wearing the fur. Yeah. What is that called? Crest or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was, like, literally the only one left. Well, I knew there the- was her and, like... Like, there was the big guy with the Gatlin gun and then someone else. I thought that was those three. And then you had Bo-Katan and her little... Yeah, you know, but that's... I mean, I know they're separate. That's just kind of a rogue band of Mandalorians. But that was all I knew of. And then we jump into this scene and you see like 30 of them. How about the fact they're about to crown this kid a Mandalorian and he's got his right... He's got his right hand on the Bible taking the creed. <laughs> yeah. And behind him, this huge killer croc turtle type dinosaur <laughs> Godzilla. Like, he's like oh i'll take a snack <laughs> this, i am a little parched a little hungry dude that thing was massive it was huge i i actually like had the feeling when i saw that thing i was like this is a true monster <laughs> I, they showed that crate dragon before on this show and you're like oh this is a force to be reckoned with oh yeah i felt the same thing here uh, like they did, a, they do a good job on their monsters. Oh yes, even like the characters that are evil, they look weird and scary. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they uh, their actual monsters look that good, what was this thing? A turtle, alligator, a giant snapping turtle is all I can figure out. Beasties, what we call them. Beastie. Yeah. Mm. I was like, are they gonna best the devil? <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, they started fighting it. You had 30 Mandalorians versus this Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They started fighting. This thing was like an actual alligator in the yeah. way. Yeah. And the like, what, 15 seconds in, we see a dude just get, just completely eaten. Just, oh, my God. Just chomped on the legs and then just swallowed whole. Yeah, and then you said, let's put some charges on him, and they did. Mm-hmm. And they detonated, and it didn't even do anything. It didn't even pee this thing off. Like, I don't even think he knew what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, minor itch. 
And then we had something real funny. They attached tether lines to this thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from like their wrist, they shot the tether lines. It's like a grapple hook. A grappling hook. And I went, oh, I said, that is a terrible idea. And sure enough. And sure enough, it was. The gator does a death roll. And they're like, I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> they're like, untether me. He's like, let it go, let it go, and let it go, let it go, let it go. And they got spun around and... uh uh, the main lady comes in and dives in to save the guy. Oh yeah, she's got like a like a what like some kind of axe, and it seems like she's gonna take some chops at it. Right when she goes to move this guy to take a chop, she just gets thrown like fifteen feet yeah, away. Yeah, And then we see a speeder come in, and uh, he comes right in and pulls the trigger and kills this thing. Mm-hmm. Some like ion torpedo just rockets right into the just side of it took this dinosaur out mm-hmm it's a lot of meat yeah i hope they ate that thing <laughs> it's kind of like let it go to waste is it bad that i'm at the age now where i'm almost sad i'm like that was a dinosaur you just <laughs> killed i know he was trying to eat your entire clan but like how many of those are out there that thing was four million years old and you just killed it i mean put that can put, we put it in a nature reserve put that skull on like a display Oh, oh, okay. That'll be their crest, you know, their fam, their their clan crest or whatever. The mud horn, but this one's like the al- the dinosaur turtle alligator, <laughs> the snapping gator or whatever. You said, "Oh my God, it's King Kong," or not King Kong? You <laughs> said that was Godzilla. I was like, "Dear Lord, that thing was like if Godzilla and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a radiation event like the Hulk." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. A radioactive turtle god. That thing should have been worshipped as a god. You see, this was the weird part that was confusing, is that when we saw the scene take place and you saw the crowning of the the new Mandalorian, I could have sworn this was a flashback to Din Djarin when he first was being initiated. Yeah, even though it really didn't make sense with his backstory that we knew. Yeah. It just looked too identical to Pedro. And I was like, well, that's what that is. I don't know what we're doing here. And then we we see the speeder land after the dinosaur gets blown up. Yeah. And out walks uh, the Mandalorian yeah. himself. And they do the music. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that was Indiana Jones. Would you get it? Same guy. <laughs> George Lucas. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's Indiana Jones. Ah, uh, it's the same guy. You know, the yeah. Mandalorian. He's a, got a six-shooter. It's a blaster. He has shootouts in the middle of the street. Yeah. He's Indy. He, I'm, okay. <laughs> I, we've always made the comparison of uh, the Mandalorian is like a Star Wars Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. It's a, a Western. Yeah, he's that, he's that rugged Western character. I mean, the very first scene of the show, very much like that. You go into the saloon. You got a wanted poster. Yeah, exactly. So, basically, yeah, we saw Grogu and we saw Mando. And, uh, as you said, we were confused because we forgot what happened in Boba Fett. Yeah. Hopefully a lot of people identify with us that they forgot that he didn't just hand this thing off to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that they rejoined, reconnected. Yeah. um, So, basically, he goes up in there and she reiterates to him, like, you're not the ma- you're not a Mandalorian anymore. Yeah, get out. Get out. And he's like, 
what can I do to atone? And they're like, go to Mandalore. <laughs> 70 lashings. 70 <laughs> lashings, yeah. But they're like, go to Mandalore, which is like radiated, mm-hmm. just blown to bits. It was like crystal, or not crystallized, but it was poisoned and bombed and all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff and after a war. Just in the scripture, it says, go to Mandalore and bathe in the living waters. And he's like, okay, I'll go do it. And she's like, it's blown to bits, you moron. And he's like, well, if I find it and do it, am I good? And she's like, this is the way. (laughs) These people and their daggum creed. I mean, if if he can figure out some way to do it, maybe they somehow they contain some water and shipped it off planet. They're all about their creed. and It's like a baptism. You you watch this movie and you literally see, or this show, and you actually see Apollo Creed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. I just love, I just adore Carl Weathers. He's great. The fact that he's in this caliber of show after all these years mm-hmm. just makes my heart happy. I mean, what, he was huge in, what, the 70s, 80s? Yeah, both. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's in Predator and he's in Rocky. That's all you need. Yeah, he's established. And then he did like a bad TV show and it killed his career for a while. He was trying to be like Magnum P.I., in the 90s, but it didn't work out. Dang. But he's always Carl Weathers to me. He's always Apollo Creed. He's always got that handshake with Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Son Dylan! Of a- <laughs> Son of a bee. <laughs> <laughs> the power slap. When you're in two things like that in the 80s, when people, characters were bigger than life, mm-hmm. that's all you need. Hey, he beat Rocky. You dang right he did. He beat Rocky. Yeah, he had a tougher time with Drago. <laughs> oh man. He 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 killed him. <laughs> Some guy somebody's listening to this that's never watched a movie before. You just ruined that for me. It's only been out there for forty years. Fifty years. Yeah. Oh, so the the high magistrate is uh what they're calling Carl Weathers in this. <laughs> yeah. That just makes me laugh because uh, I am uh, obsessed with that meme. I'm obsessed with that meme that has that puck, you know, that bounty puck. Yeah. And it says, this is personal. I want these brought in cold. And it, Carl Weathers is pushing it to Mando. Mm-hmm. And it has that crocodile from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Predator. <laughs> And uh, Ivan Drago. Really? I've never seen that. You've never seen that? No. He pushes the bounty puck and he says, I want these brought in cold. And it's and it's it, everything that's killed them. It's everything that's killed them in the movies. <laughs> oh, God. I'm definitely going to put a TikTok with a picture of that meme up. Please. I want to bring it back. And the fact that he says, I want these brought in cold. You know what? Like... I just don't feel like people have seen movies, and he's not a big enough star to where that hit the way it should have. Mm-hmm. But it it should have been it millions. Hit, it hit you. It where hit it needed me. To be. Well, yeah, because I'm a huge fan of everything Carl Weathers. Predator, seen it fifty million times. Just mm-hmm. adore it. Yeah. Rocky. Oh God. That's that's <laughs> cinema. That's the oh, under. Yeah. That's the underdog story. Mm-hmm. And then I'm I like to play golf. Happy Gilmore. Chubbs Peterson. <laughs> Hooked my ball down in the rough by the left. Dang alligator popped up. <laughs> Took my hand. Bit my hand off. <laughs> Took me down in my prime. <laughs> he got me. 
But I tore one of his eyeballs out. Yep. Chubbs! <laughs> fell out of the... <laughs> fell out of the window. Fell out of a window. And then in Little Nicky, he has a cameo as Chubbs Peterson. Oh, really? T because uh, in Little Nicky... Have you seen Little Nicky? So no. basically Adam Sandler is the devil's son in that. Yeah. But he does something heroic, so he gets hit in the head. He saves somebody from a bus, basically, or a car. He goes to heaven, and when he goes to heaven, Chubbs Peterson is there playing a piano. Really? Yeah. Wow. You want to talk about, like, now that was awesome. That's awesome. Well, there that's spoiled for you if you came to The Mandalorian and you haven't seen Little Nicky. Happy Gilmore. Uh, whatever. If you haven't seen him, you've had time. You've had 30 <laughs> years. Oh, okay, so The Mandalorian, you know, he wants to go to Mandalore to bathe in those waters. Yes. And they made a deal. We had a deal. They have a deal. So the Mandalorian and Grogu headed to, to Navarro, mm -hmm. a place that if you watch Star Wars, you're very familiar with. Mm -hmm. And that's what that whole rant, that whole side story I just went off about is because of this. They see Grief Karga, Carl Weathers, and he's wearing the... Tell him about the clothes he's wearing in the bots. Yeah, he's got, he's got this very elegant... Um, clothing on and he's he's very kingly when you say he's yes. very kingly he's got like a like the chain on his neck yeah. that has like all these jewels and diamonds in it and my favorite part is he's got this very long robe that extends past his you know his height mm -hmm. and onto the ground probably like a foot or two and you have these two little robots on either side holding up each end of the robe you just love to make that. sure it doesn't fall on the ground. That's the funniest thing in the world. I got a good chuckle out of it, and you were like, look at those robots <laughs> holding his cape, basically. <laughs> I did love it. I loved it so much, and I'm so happy that Carl Weathers is still able to act. And I mean, he's not that, he's got to be close to 80 years old. Sure, surely. Because, you know, before he did Rocky, which was in 1977, <laughs> he was in the NFL like 10 years before that. Oh, he was, wasn't he? I forgot about that. So, <laughs> we're lucky to have him. Oh, yeah. Um, but the but one, one other scene I want to talk about real quick is when they go up to the office, the magistrate's office. Mm -hmm. or, sorry, the high magistrate's office. Get it right. And uh, Grogu's in that little, in the office chair or whatever. And he's just using the force to push himself in circles. Yeah, that, I loved it. That was hilarious. And so they talk, and Grief Karga offers him land, and he offers him a place to settle down. He's like, I'm running things around here now. We're we're like the number one independent trade organization, and, and all the people from the Outer Rim are doing business here, and we're mining a bunch of minerals. And We moved on from the pirates and the... You know, the scallywag days, if you will. Yep. Uh, so everything's going good. So he says, I got you. He pulls it up on the map. He says, I got you a spot over by the hot springs. And <laughs> you and your boy here can live happily ever after. He said, you could be the town sheriff and we'll, and you can have a own plot of land. I thought it was a good offer. It was a really good I offer. I think I'd have thrown that Mandalorian hat down and taken it. I don't know why he's so obsessed with... It's his honor. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's the Clint Eastwood thing, and it's a man in his honor. Right? You know, that's something I can respect that. John Wayne. If I was him, I'd have thrown my crap down in that village when that girl wanted to take care of him. 
oh, yeah. raised Grogu. I was like, you know what? I can be a shrimp farmer or whatever <laughs> whatever they were. Yeah. But then, you know, he had to defeat the Empire, I guess. Or the remnants of the Empire. Moff Gideon. Ooh. Because Luke Skywalker really left things in such a good spot, him and Han and those guys. Yeah, they, they destroyed the Empire. We did it! It's a happy ending! Okay, well, let's see the big picture. Oh, all of civilization is in chaos. Yeah. Well, you gotta think, you destroyed the Death Star, yeah. You yeah. you killed a ton of clones basically, on that, but there are clones everywhere. Yeah, and then basically, all the soldiers from the Empire are just outlaws with their little leaders like Moff Gideon. Yeah. So, in a sense, they're even worse. It's Yeah, they become their own packs, their own tribes of uh, clones. And, of course, the rebellion, or whatever you want to call them, that's the part I've always had a problem with. You don't like them rebels, do you? It's just, like, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. There's a reason they're rebellion. They just can't put anything together. <laughs> what? They defeated Darth Vader. Did you not see the, the Force Awakens? I mean, fair point. It took him... What? No. No one defeated Darth Vader. Darth Vader came to a realization and defeated himself. He turned from the darkness to the light and redeemed himself. You no know, one defeated Darth Vader. Lou took his hand off. Yeah, but... I mean, if he didn't do that... I think Darth would have bowled him down. I mean... It was over. According to Kenobi. <laughs> what we saw in that show, that was Vader. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, that that finale and that fight they had out in the middle of nowhere mm. gave me chills. It was amazing. Kenobi was something that could have never lived up to my expectations, ever. Mm -mm. Because it was a childhood thing watching Anakin and Obi-Wan. Obi -Wan and Hello there. And, yeah, and and what did it do? It exceeded them. Every time that Vader and Kenobi, I guess it was twice, came head to head and anything they said, it just hit me right in the freaking heart. How about Anakin the, is gone, only I remain. It was like, oh, it was chilling. How about the short, or not short, but the scene we got with uh, Anakin, like actually Anakin and Obi-Wan training? Remember, like, mm. right before he became a, a master for the first time or a knight? Yeah, it was just like, the it, way they CG'd that and de-aged him, except for Ewan McGregor, they don't have to no, de-age him. He's too, I mean, he's got, stayed young doing all these Expedia commercials. Oh, yeah. Those are everywhere. Uh, we went to see a movie the other day, Cocaine Bear. Uh, you can check out our review on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would recommend seeing that wild. It, was, it was a wild one yeah but anyway we're waiting and in the previews we get his Expedia commercial I'm like watching something on CBS and there's that Expedia commercial <laughs> like good lord and then like it's like going to a beach and then they see like a sea lion it's like that's Obi-Wan Kenobi no, I'm just <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah I so, like, my rounded point of all that was the TV shows have really come together in a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. That was the point of that whole well, so far we circus have, that I just went off on. We have The Mandalorian, Season 1 and 2, Boba Fett. Is there, which is Kenobi. good. Which is good. Boba and, Fett. Well, Kenobi is, doesn't really connect 
to anything. No, it doesn't, but it, if it sure was good and made oh, me feel better. Oh, yeah, about Star Wars. And you know what? Boba Fett and Kenobi were slow, mm-hmm. and then they built, and then they were just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that D.H. Luke Skywalker is something to behold. And then any scene with Obi-Wan and Vader, Anakin, that was something to behold behold as well absolutely and uh i would say you can go listen to us cover the entire season might sound a little rough because that was like our debut yeah that that was the start of it all it might sound a little rough but you might be able to get through the uh well that's not really questionable audio it's just not what it is today no we're not we've upgraded since then we weren't using headphones and the mic was not as good but we're pros now. The only thing our audio doesn't sound good on is like when we did Cocaine Bear and we were driving through a tornado. Oh, it yeah. It still sounded pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so basically, uh, Grief Karga and Mando walk out into the street where they are. Uh, they cross paths with about five pirates. Mm-hmm. And the pirates are great. They got that guy from the first episode of The Mandalorian that has those tentacles. Was that him? No, it's just his species. Oh, okay. Well, they're pirates both times. Yeah. So what? I don't know what the connection there is. Get your computer out. Oh, I got the computer. <laughs> I'm not going to look it up. But anyway, there's like five shady looking guys. And Navarro actually looks like it's been rebuilt and cleaned up. Like, I just want to address this real quick too. Since uh, the end of Boba Fett, it seems like a lot of... Not a lot, but a decent amount of time has passed. Yeah, it does. Because uh, the Mandalorians, the you know, the clan that Din Djarin's from, they've kind of rebuilt themselves a little bit. They're larger in numbers. They're putting on more people. And then Navarro, it's rebuilt, basically, mm-hmm. from the ground up. And it's reconstructed and it has, you know, it's yeah. actually, it's thriving. Yep. And these are old pirates that want to go into the old bar where mercenary deals were made. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, where some uh, shady Grief, stuff happened. Yeah, Grief Karga basically gave them uh, the the pucks, the tracking pucks. Mm-hmm. The, the bounties. The bounties. That's the word I was looking for. So they're kind of testing him. They're like, oh, you've rebuilt this place and that's a school. Well, no, it's a bar, and I'm going in there to have a drink. Unless you want to have a problem, that's what I'm going to do. How about you come back to our office? No, I think we'll go in here. We'll go to the bar. Sir, that's a school. So these are the old outlaws that are used to the the old way, and they're testing them. Mm -hmm. Right in the middle of the street, so it's going to look bad on him either way. He's going to have to gun these guys down in the street, and that looks bad. Or let let these pirates go into into a school. And what happened? Me and you kind of chuckled. A high noon standoff. In the middle of the street. Where people push their duster behind their blaster. (laughs) I I can just imagine in the background all the shutters closing and people peeking out from behind the windows. Tumbleweed. And that one guy squinted his eyes. I was like, here, that's it. You got me. (laughs) Yeah, and he's just standing there. And they both have this this good standoff, and I'm just waiting for someone to just yell "draw." And they did. And sure enough, they did. And um, I guess grief Karga got the best of them. Just a little quicker. This is something I wanted to ask you about. That 
those five pirates, like, uh, they had to have heard about the Mandalorian. Like, why would you draw or get into any fight when the the Mandalorian is standing there with his hand by his gun? Like, why? They're all, they're all, they all have to be in the same circle, all these bounty hunters and all this. They they have to have known of this guy. Why would you, so many bounties like that. Why would you even try a Mandalorian? Just, they were just that cocky? Well, I think the idea of it is that Mandalorians are so rare now that you don't know who's actually a Mandalorian and who isn't. Because I think even Mando said this before, you're not a real Mandalorian, you're just wearing the armor of one. Uh, I well, mean, I guess I'll go with that. That's all I can assume, but specifically Mando is so is so like distinctive in who he is, how he acts, and how he looks that you can't really mistake him. Mm-mm. You know from that shiny silver... That it's over. Yeah, so that leads me even more to like, why did you do that? But he took out four out of the five of them when they tried to get cute. Yep. And uh, let the uh, draw on them. And then I can't Carl Weathers. I I have to call him that because Carl what grief Carga grief Carl Weathers. So yeah, he lets the uh, the the talker of the group. You know, that lets him have. go. He lets him go. Run off. And even Mando says. Are you sure you want to do that? And he was like, tell your friends about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, But the but, whole point of them of, uh, of Mando and Grogu going to Navarro was to get their old droid back. Yep. To get I, IG-11. Yep. IG-11. And we remember him. Remember mm-hmm. him spinning around. Yeah, going nuts. <laughs> yeah. Reprogrammed. Mm-hmm. Remember they reprogrammed to be... An agent of good. Well, to be... A, a protector. Just, well, he was just a... What do you call it? He just had a mind of his own. He didn't have a specific And it was a sad scene when he sacrificed himself going down that river. Necessary. But basically, the another funny part of it to me is they put him up on a statue. They st- they memorialized him in the middle of the town square. <laughs> they put a statue... They just propped him up in the middle of the town. Now that made me laugh. I was like, "Why? What? Why?" And just put him. And up. he rusted out too. He was out <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> so, long story short, they take him in to fix him, and in like five minutes, they turn him on, and he tries to kill him. Yeah, he's got no legs, Grogu. and he's going after Grogu, and he's grabbing him by the leg, and they had to blast him a lot. And then the uh, the uh, was it the statue? Was dropped right on uh, IG-11's head. Just yeah, just crushed it like a tin can. Yeah, so they, he says, can we fix him? He says, yeah, we got the best drone mechanics of the Outer Rim. Mm-hmm. And they take him in these ferret-looking things. What are those things? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, let me see. Uh, but what do they look like? Uh, I mean... They kind of look like moles. Moles, yeah. In a way. Anzalan? They're A-N-Z-E-L-L-A-N. Anzalan, yeah. Anzalan Mechanics. But basically we have this funny back and forth where Carl Weathers can understand him, but Mando can't. Yeah. And he's like, well, fix it. And he's like, he says he can fix it. I heard what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But basically he says... uh, I need to get a memory core to fix it. Mm-hmm. And he says... It's hard to find. It's hard to find. And, of course, this is like every Mandalorian episode. We got to have a step, and then we go there, and then we go come back. 
And so he uh, leaves Navarro in search of it. Oh, don't forget the funny scene where Grogu's like grabbing onto that little <laughs> that little guy and trying to I don't know if he's bad trying to baby. eat him or play with him. Yeah, bad, yeah. the little uh, mole like bad bad baby. <laughs> bad baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Grogu always still stealing the show. Yeah, just hilarious. And he's 50. He's 50 years old. <laughs> and he's still a child. <laughs> man, I don't know about you, but every time I see him, I mean, it makes me laugh and he's cute and all, but I just think about Yoda nonstop. I'm like, maybe it's just my age. I mean, that's kids. What... You know kids 30 years ago when you mention like a little green guy who's incredible with the Force? They're going to say Grogu. Oh, yeah. You know that? Yeah. Like, you know how Yoda came out like 40 years before we were born? Mm -hmm. And how he just... Yoda, you know. He's, he's as wise as Master Yoda. Mm -hmm. And now, like, these kids that are... And it's kids, Disney Plus, watching Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. In like 37 years, like, we went through. That's what they're going to be talking about. Grogu. It's the, it's the new Yoda. So the thing that we, me and you need to do is come up with a character like that because one is going to be known for 40 years and the other one's going to be known forever. Yeah. Just have a little green man that's good with the force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You think like 50 years from now, the Mandalorian season 70, Grogu's going to be old and like training some Jedi? I think he'll be like 80. 80 he'll be like old. 80. So he'll basically still be a baby. Well, the thing we're forgetting is is we're actually back in time quite a bit. So at the end of uh, The Rise of Skywalker, I'm not really sure how old Grogu is supposed to be right there. We have no idea as far as I'm aware. So if he... This is after... It had to have been at least... So what What would you say Mandalorian Season 1? Like how far is it 15 after... 15 years after Episode 6? And then you think of episode seven, which is probably 40, because Han Solo's age, 40 to 50 years, maybe, after episode six. Yeah, and then Rise of Skywalker's like 50 years after that. No, because uh, Leia's still alive. And well, Rise Han's old as dirt, 40 years. Well, yeah, but he's only aged, what? He's only 70, and he was 30 in the original, so 40 years, probably 50. 40, so that's like 90. I would say Grogu is probably like 100 and, probably about 100 years old. 100, yeah, I mean, roughly. So he's probably a teenager. Like 90 to 130-ish, maybe, Yeah, is a rough estimate. Which, what does it matter in there somewhere? Well, because those uh, that species years. is like, yeah thousands of years old or whatever so i think yoda was like 900 something years old i have no idea yeah so uh john favreau has has pulled this character out but how he fits in the grand scheme and the lore and all that and canon he can't change much in the show and by the time the show ends he's not going to be much different i guess grogu never interacted with uh everything we've seen on camera so i don't guess because it's a, it's out of control we're in the disney world george lucas sold this thing to them and they've made a crappy series that we're not sure how anything ties into that one 
the the trilogy. Yeah, and then now we're doing a bunch of TV shows, so the lore is like starting to really pile up. Different things of the lore. When you have all the... This is 40 years apart. This 40 years apart. This 40 years apart. It's actually easy because you're giving yourself a lot of leeway. But then you go do the Kenobi show where he's coming up to what he did in episode one. Mm -hmm. Well, you're filling that in. And once you fill that in, there it is. The leeway closes up, if you know what I'm saying. Well, what was the episode... Eight, I think, around that time is when they decided to rewrite all the canon and all the legends books There's and that. movies and all that went away. So now yeah. they're making all new lore now. Technically. Oh god! But here's the thing: Do you think they could possibly just retcon seven through nine and just say those don't exist? Those are going into the legends series. Well, you can you can say that, but so, I lived it. So, I mean, yeah. Unless you... Wait, they're supposed to be doing episode 10, aren't they? I swear to God, I, they don't know what they're doing. I wish they could just men in black me on that. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Just, just look here, right at this little the edge do, of this thing. Game of Thrones season 8 while they're at it. Oh, yeah. Probably somebody would have bumped the thing I forget my whole life. The whole Snyderverse except for Man of Steel. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, how about that trend? We got to recanon everything on all the major IPs. Like, dear Lord, it doesn't work like that for me. <laughs> it's like... You got one shot. Do it right. One opportunity. Sees everything you ever wanted. And Peter Jackson did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that one. Whatever happens with that one, really don't care because we've got them. Mm-hmm. We've got them. They're perfect. And whatever they do, remake, whatever, it don't matter. Because we got them. You'll never, you'll never do it better. We're rewriting canon. No, you're not. <laughs> I own it. You're not important. We own the movies. <laughs> you're not important. You're not important. <laughs> like, we've done it. He said, don't okay? try it, son. Like, whatever, you know. Well, uh... So where did... So we leave Navarro. They left Navarro, and then me and you said... What is this? Oh, he got into the uh, the pirates tried to ambush him. Yeah, that like, that main pirate who was let go. And then they got into a, a firefight between the ships and the asteroid and the asteroid field, uh, which is fine. And basically, they come up on the mothership of Dorian Shard, which is like the pirate leader. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he's like the head honcho of uh, outlaws. Oh yeah, in that area. And he wants him to surrender, and he's like, fat chance. Jumps to hyperspace and leaves him. And th- this guy looks intense, too. He looks like an ogre oh my wrapped look- in moss. Or- he looked like a... Yeah, he looked like Shrek. <laughs> so basically, Mando goes to this planet that I made a joke and said, it's Earth. Because <laughs> it looked like Earth. But really, it looked like something out of Game of Thrones or... Uh, Ireland. I don't know. Ireland. <laughs> but then Mando completely like tells us right away because we needed to know. He said uh, it was the planet of Calvala. I think. Yeah, a somewhere. planet in the Mandalore system. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's where Bo-Katan now resides. And so they go up in this little castle and she's just sitting there on the throne by herself. Yep. And she's like, well, you know what the problem is? 
I didn't get that sword. The dark saber. I didn't get that dark saber, and everyone left me. <laughs> I was like, dear lord. And where are they at now? Oh, doing mercenary work across the galaxy. They're doing what they do. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you still have that saber? And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> you think I'd get rid of it? Think I'd get rid of that? Pawn, I had to... <laughs> Pawn it? Yeah, how hard it took. It was <laughs> difficult it was to get to fight Moff Gideon for that thing. Giancarlo Esposito? <laughs> Gus Fring? Gus Fring? <laughs> It never goes well for that guy. Los Polos? Los Polos. <laughs> Chicken man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't... I, these Mandalorians, even these side rogue Mandalorians, are so hung up on their creed and then their, like, whatever you call the sword. It's like, they'll follow anything blindly. Like, if it's part of the creed or it's part of the... In, uh, the lore well if I'm not mistaken now take this with a grain of salt because I've never seen the Clone Wars but I do know that there's a moment where a certain character has a uh, dark saber and I do believe leads the Mandalorians in that show who's not even a Mandalorian in the a completely animated different, one yeah mm. and a, a completely different species you know has a dark saber and they follow that uh, that person, even though they're That's, not the same, they're not even a Mandalorian. Why is it so easy to manipulate these people? Because they like that. They like that dark saber. It looks cool. Okay, I guess. Uh, yeah, and Bo-Katan is like, well, they all left me, and they're like, you got that sword, and he said, yeah, and then she's like, well, pull it out, and they'll all follow you. Yeah, it's a and he's like, I don't care about that. I want to go to. Mandalore and bathe in that water. Bathe in, yeah, take a bath. He goes, I just want to take a bath for Christ's <laughs> sake. <laughs> and she's like, you can't do it. And he's like, well, I am. And she said, you're well, a, good luck. She said, you're a fool. Yep. And he's like, well, okay. Bye. And she's like, well, if that's what you're going to do, it's under something. It's in this city on this part of the planet. And he's like, all right, thanks. Yep, I'll see you. And then they fired up the ship, and uh, that's where the episode ended. Mm-hmm. And what did you think? I I asked what you think, and I was going to tell you what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. It was... I, did, it, did it seem like it kind of threw a lot at you at once? It did. Because we had the first scene with the clan, and then you have the rope, you know, IG-11. You have the whole... Um, what is it? A Bo Katan moment yeah. and him trying to take the bath, and now he's trying to rebuild IG 11 on top of it. And I think what's up with Grogu? I think, though, because it was season three that the idea was that you were prepared, which we weren't. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're just going to start. We're just going to go. Maybe, maybe rewatching would have helped here. Yeah. I don't, I feel like they were like, no, we're not going to do a slow build because this is season three. They know. And let's get on with it. And I, was, I respect that. And I definitely, I think it was classic Mandalorian. I felt like I was right back in it. And I think the season will be good. I don't know if this, if the show like carries the weight it did not long ago. The heat, did you say? Sure. I, feel, I still think it's very good. It's very good. And there's really not much out there that's as good as it. Well, when this, I remember when this show started, we kind of felt like how... Uh, Marvel, how they were having all the hit movies, but their mm -hmm. shows weren't really hitting. 
while Star Wars at the same time was having terrible movies, but their shows were on point. Yeah. And I think that was the draw to Star Wars at the time. Well, I feel like it's still riding on that, and I feel it's going to it's gonna keep up with it. I don't feel like Star Wars, the, at least the TV yeah. shows, are going to go down in any quality. Plus, we're getting like 13 of them pretty soon or something crazy like yeah. that. Well, I've got two things that I want to discuss because I'm going to tell you about them, and then I want to know your opinion. Okay. So two things. I'm going to start with uh, this show and the hype about it. Mm. This is The Mandalorian. When it was out, it was as hot as anything I've ever seen. And this was the premiere episode. I haven't seen one video on TikTok talking about it. I haven't seen any Facebook ads. I haven't seen any Instagram any promos, ads. Yeah. Any promos. I haven't seen it in any movie trailers. I have not seen one video. This thing's been out for a few days. And I haven't seen one hashtag Mandalorian. I haven't seen anyone talking about it. I haven't seen any clips from it posted. Nothing. Yeah, because usually when stuff like this comes out... Quantumania to... wrecked, wrecked TikTok. I guess, yeah. No, I'm telling you, because I was trying to post things on there, and we were getting nowhere. Oh, yeah. And every third one on my For You page, hashtag Ant-Man Quantumanium, hashtag Ant-Man, Kang, hashtag Kang. Yeah, Kang wasn't living up to it, and this movie wasn't good. And blah, blah. But it was just, it just took over. Flooded. But the Mandalorian premiere gets zilch. It's Disney, so don't sit here. Don't you even sit here for one second and don't tell me that the Disney machine... Uh, I'm getting into the country, but don't act like they don't have their hands in social media. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's free and controlling. Well, let me tell you right now, Disney... If Disney tells them to pump the algorithm with the Mandalorian, that's what's going to happen. Even if they have to pump it their self... You know, with a bunch of bots. Yeah. We already have seen that. Elon let us know. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so what do you think about that? Just the lack of exposure, the lack of, of hype around it. it. It does seem very strange considering how... Massive. How intense the love for this show is. and you Star heard, Wars? You, yeah, it's Star Wars, first of all. A huge IP everyone loves. And Mandalorian, like the revival of Star Wars after the, the movies went sour. Yeah. So all of that, and you have no hype for it. You don't have any build-up to, hey, just so you know, the Mandalorian's kicking off. No, like The Last of Us got tons of promos, I remember. Tons of it before the first episode dropped. This one got zilch. The Last of Us is still, like, really popping on social media. Is it? Yeah, a lot. So, uh, yeah, I love the fact that Pedro Pascal, uh, he, next week he has the finale of The Last of Us, which is gigantic on HBO Max, and then this week he had the premiere of The Mandalorian, which is massive. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, dude. He's he's doing he's making work. You know, he's he's grinding, putting in all that. And then not, long, hours. not long ago, he's like a lead in Narcos on Netflix. And don't forget the movie with um, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. So it's like you go to the cinema, you go to Netflix, you go to HBO, you go to Disney. There's Pedro leading the best show on it. Yep. Or, I know that's controversial, Netflix, but he's on a top flight show on all of them. Mm -hmm. And he's smart enough not to do a show on Amazon. They've so, lost all cred for me. 
The boys. Come on. Oh, he's going to be in that. Pedro? Nah, it, I hope Come so. Come on. You could pull a soldier boy, definitely. They could pull something oh, yeah. for him. I'd love that. Let's do it. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he could just be a one-off, just random soup. It's nuts you know? to me that he's like forty-seven years old. Yeah, he really just came out of nowhere, didn't he? He really did. Well, what was the thing that made him kind of pop off? Do you remember? Uh, no, I know Game of Thrones. It was twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. People absolutely loved him as the Viper. Yeah. Yeah. And he had worked hard for like a decade doing TV stuff like Law and Order guest spots. And uh, I can't remember. He had something where he was going to do four episodes and he was so excited around 2011 and then it never saw the light of day. And he just barely made it doing guest appearances and small roles. And then uh, the cast him as the Viper in Game of Thrones for, what was it, like five episodes? Uh, it was more than that, wasn't it? Yeah. And then. It's like a season. Season and a half. Off to the races. Like, within a year, he gets Narcos. Fantastic in that. And then that leads to The Mandalorian. And The Mandalorian leads to movies. And that leads to... The Last of Us. The Last of Us. And then now he's the hottest commodity in the game. Apparently, yeah. If you go between film and television, he's he's the man right now. He's the Chris Pratt of five years ago. The Jason Momoa of six, seven years ago. Henry Cavill, he's still real hot right now. Yeah. But they just, everyone's done him dirty. Yeah, I was going to say, there was a point that me and you talked about where it was clear that uh, Chris Pratt was the top man. He had Jurassic Park and Guardians, like, just pumping out. Yeah. And then me and you talked about Jason Momoa was the man for a while. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones leading into Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. And then right now, clearly, Pedro's number one. It's not even close, really. Mm-mm. The fact that he's got what he's got going is unreal. So, the second thing that I wanted to talk about was, this was actually public. That's how far it got, because to get it public, you have to throw your weight around. Apparently, John Favreau, Favreau, the guy who's over the Mandalorian, we all know he had an integral part in Infinity War Endgame. He's the reason Robert Downey Jr. was in Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in one of my favorite movies ever, Swingers. Yeah. Basically, he's the man. Without him, you're nobody. He had to publicly come out and say that Kathleen Kennedy had her hands in creative on The Mandalorian. Mm. And he had to meet with executives at Disney and Lucasfilm to basically tell them that if Kathleen Kennedy, Kathleen Kennedy keeps meddling, I'm leaving The Mandalorian. Really? Yep. They had a, they had a head-to-head. This was that's huge. Yeah, he said, "I'm not going to do the Mandalorian with Kathleen Kennedy." Cat, I'm done with that. Kathleen Kennedy, Kathleen Cancer, whatever her name is, uh, having a a hand in creative. Well, you saw how well she did with the trilogy. What ran is her, it into the ground? What's her deal with that? It's like anything good Star Wars, she has to kill it. The only thing good that I know she's ever been involved in was Twister. And that came out in 1997 or something like All that. All she's ever done is rode the coattails of Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. She's always been like their number two producer on every movie. Mm. It's easy. Hey, I'd be the best producer in the world if I was uh, the producer on every Spielberg movie. She's no Ari Gold. <laughs> no, she's not. And she got that. She got that job with resume because all those movies hit. That were Spielberg and George Lucas. 
mm-hmm. but you had your name on them. So you're like, here's my resume. And it's like on paper. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. E.T. Twister. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about her is, so basically John Favreau said, you can take it or leave it. And from what I heard last, she was like mulling retirement or something like that. Really? Yeah, so... Well, I mean, John Favreau, I think, has the most pull in Hollywood at this point. And it was something about, at the end of season three, or two, something felt just a little bit off, and he, he came out and said that she uh, made him do it that way. Really? Yeah, so there's clearly a, there's clearly a wolf, or, you know, a coyote in the hen house. Yeah. And she's the head of Lucasfilm. Of Disney creative. So what can you do if you're him? But I think that he's at a point where it's like. I'm John Favreau. Yeah. He's like, I did Iron Man. I did Infinity War and Endgame. I created the Mandalorian. And if anybody's going to kill what I created, <laughs> I'm going to do it. So I think things maybe have settled down, but there's a smoke and some fire with that. Okay. So what do you think? I... I'm fully with John Favreau on this. Now, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, may, maybe he'll do some amazing. He could screw it up. We've seen great people do screw up great things before. If you ever seen Lost, I don't think he will. I mean, he's just. I don't believe he will either. But I know I am against Kathleen Kennedy, especially in a Star Wars. She's the Ezra Miller of producers. Oh, she well, really close. Uh, she must be an egomaniac because how could you do what she did? And then she probably thinks that trilogy is a success. Oh, yeah, she does. 100%. How much it sold. Reviews don't matter as long as money ma- money talks, you know. Yeah. Well, let's hope that it all goes smooth and she didn't have her... Paws. Her grubby little stubby paws. <laughs> 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 you know. For anyone that didn't see that, I did the plankton where he looks at his hands. <laughs> yeah, just the nubs. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, in closing, that's the premiere for season three of The Mandalorian. And now that I've settled back in and, and seen this after a while, I, I, I enjoyed that episode. And mm-hmm. I like the direction they're headed. And I'm ready for the next episode. Oh, yeah. What did you think? Um... I, I enjoyed it. The The shots were great. Yeah. The, I mean, I can't... Got a clear direction C, here. CG was good. Story was solid. The music. The score. It, the only confusing part was because I was an idiot and, <laughs> and didn't do <laughs> any too. kind of uh, research or backstory before I jumped into this. Me too. Now, they gave a little bit of a recap, but it wasn't enough to, to put me back in the whole no. Mandalorian story. But overall, I I had fun with it, yeah. And I'm I'm excited for the next episode. Me too. Do you want to rate it or do you want to wait on that? If I had to rate that episode, if I I probably give it like an eighty-five out of a hundred. I was thinking an eighty. Eighty, yeah. We're in the same boat. If we would have actually like rewatched, uh, see rewatched it all, we probably would have gave it like two points higher. Possibly, yeah. It's solid. It's just so solid. It's, well, the whole premise of it, like, you know, the Western style or mm-hmm. aesthetic, the or style, but the Star Wars aesthetic on it, it's just alluring. One problem we might run into is expecting too much of this because it's just solid as a rock and we might 
our expectations might be too high. I don't know. I I don't. I didn't really have any expectations. I'm, I'm just saying it, it could happen. I mean, yeah. With considering how good the last two seasons are, expecting it to be as good as the last two. Yep. Well, you want to tell me what you and Josh have been working on on YouTube, or do you want to tell the little story about the PC? I yeah. So basically, our power went out again. In case you've been waiting to see what's happening on YouTube and haven't gotten anything for almost a week. Well, we do have one up now, so that's good. But uh, the power clicked off three times here at the house, and it, it screwed up the PC again where we couldn't use it for a week. So we had to basically do brain surgery on it, like you said earlier. <laughs> and uh, we got it back up and running thanks to our friend from work. He, very smart man. I appreciate him so much. And, um, yeah, we got it back up and running. We got a Skyrim playthrough Josh is going on with. It's a survival playthrough on Legendary, which, Godspeed for him. He's, it'll be a rough time unless he knows really what he's doing, which I think he does. Yeah. We got, um, what, else, what other thing? Oh, yeah, you got the football still going on. It's been a while, but we're playing NCAA Football 08. We're doing a double dynasty. We got the component cord to catch it in 1080p quality which is 2006 and it's 2007 is the game yeah so you're you're really not going to catch you're not going to see an old game shown at that high of quality anywhere mm -mm. if you want the best quality you can follow us <laughs> yeah we got uh, that's the truth and then i got the we have the kill zone and god of war playthroughs still coming through on there it's been a minute on those because everything's been so hectic. Yeah. But uh, we're going to pick those back up as well, or I am rather. Yeah, and if you want to check out some old stuff, Zachary and I did a car ride review on Cocaine Bear that we would we would really love it if you went and checked that out. <laughs> what a wild movie. Please go watch the movie as well. Because do you think they should watch our, or listen to our review on it first or watch the movie first you or? can go either way i mean we spoiled some small things but i don't think we spoiled enough to where if you listen to the podcast and then you watch the movie it would really change anything yeah it just may like give you some intel like oh the ambulance scene is going to be amazing <laughs> so when you see the we almost did like a trailer you know how a trailer shows like an ambulance scene mm -hmm. so we kind of did it but if you want to you can do it either way okay our uh, our next car ride review will be on sixty five. Oh yes, the dinosaur sci fi movie with Adam Driver, mm -hmm. and that looks very interesting. Oh yeah, it's a dinosaur movie that's legit. That's mm -hmm. not Jurassic Park. I'm so interested in that and so curious as to what route it's going to take. And me and you and hopefully Josh are going to go watch it. Yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, I'm excited. It's a, it's a, gonna yeah. be a an intense movie. It looks like it's gonna be a horror movie kind of too. So. And I'm just gonna go out on a limb here, and I think we're probably gonna pay six to thirteen dollars on a ticket, which is surprising because you can't see a movie for under a hundred dollars. Is what I learned on TikTok today. Apparently, what I learned on TikTok today is you cannot see a movie for under a hundred dollars. I have like 10 tickets in there that not a single one's over $13. And if you go on Tuesday at Cinemarks, it's half off and you can watch a movie for $5. Mm-hmm. Matinee. 
But apparently not. Apparently it's $100. Mm-hmm. And that's what a movie actually costs. You don't go to see the XMR or IMAX or 3D visual aid and yeah. all that. And if a movie does cost $6, it's like it's uncomfortable and the chairs are uncomfortable. I mean, don't you think the one we go to with the reclining leather seats, like they're so uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. It's just unbearable. It's just unbelievable. And... You just can't go to the movies anymore for under $100. <laughs> Even the bigger theaters that we've gone to, you know. 13 bucks for uh, well, like an XD cinema room. Well, yeah, we even, when we went to the one where you, where you were served food, it wasn't over, what, $30, $40? I know that you got a pizza. Oh, yeah, I got pizza. We went to Movie Tavern where a waiter in the middle of the movie handed you a full pizza. And I think in total you paid like $38 for the movie and the pizza. Yeah. And a drink. You can't go for a hundred, less than 100 though. No. It's just sad. <sighs> but hey, I'm going to close up shop here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to watch The Mandalorian next week, God willing. And did you want to start bringing this to the people every week? We can try, yeah. It's short. Uh, yeah, it should it should work. You know, out. Like thirty seven. I mean, like we did today. What I came over at like seven thirty or something like that. We're done by nine, and we screwed around and watched a bunch of TikToks and whatever. Yeah. So I'm sure me and you can quick cover these, or or or. Well, we can watch them together as much as we can. But if we get busy and we just text each other and say, "Watch it at the house," and then we come and do thirty minutes on it. Well, I don't have Disney Plus. Smart, smart. <laughs> They're only 40, 37 minute episodes, so it'll be fine. Yeah, we'll make it work. All right, everybody. Opening and closing music by Daniel Schroeder. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Schroeder, quick recovery, buddy. Bye. See you.